Hey there, and welcome to the Business of Business podcast. Here we are two daughters and their dad seeking to inspire and educate you to follow your dreams of being in business by teaching you the business of being in business. The good, the bad, the humor are all parts of our unique perspective as an entrepreneurial family. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Business of Business podcast, Two Daughters and Their Dad. I'm your host, Stacey J. Dempsey, and the J is very important because it brings a lot of joy. We are very excited today to share with you a very new or maybe a new revitalized idea um, that you can maybe implement inside of your business. And today we want to talk to you guys about um, how you can establish and utilize a culture agreement. And so um, thankfully, like always, I have dad and I have uh, Jennifer with me. You know, when I think about a culture agreement, quite frankly, what I think about first is a good old employee handbook, which if you have at any one time been involved in the workforce, you have either been given or been asked to sign an employee handbook. And as someone who has been an employee a time or two, I can tell you that that employee handbook really didn't mean a whole lot besides the fact of making sure I have my uniform, making sure I show up on time, and let's confirm exactly how much money you're going to pay me and how I can get reviewed. Outside of that, that was pretty much it. But today, Jennifer is going to share with us and dad is going to share with us what it looks like to actually have a culture agreement. And I am just, I am, I, I love this topic and I love that Jennifer has implemented this from the very early stages of, of her business because I think that it holds, number one, it's it, it really brings people together. It really puts everybody on the same page. Um, and if you guys, you know, kind of remember from our last episode where we, talked about how we can maybe be flexible inside of our business in order to attract the right talent inside of our organizations. And so the culture agreement is really going to now lay out expectations of how our business and how the talent inside of our business is going to operate each and every day. So Jennifer, I am going to throw this to you because Right now, you are the expert, girl. You are the experts. <laughs> we all want to learn from you. Um, but why don't you share with our listeners first, you established and you implement a culture agreement inside of your organization. Well, I have to agree with you. Obviously, inside of my business, I do have an employee handbook that everyone gets when they join the team. And it's probably 100 pages long, right? And it just outlines everything um, that has to do with our company um, from A to Z. We had this new thought, this new idea of a culture agreement on really just outlining the everyday expectations and the standards of our business. And I will say that when it comes to creating a culture agreement, every business culture agreement will look different. But what is the same is that it has to start with leadership. So if in your business, if you have more than one leader inside of your business, then it really starts with a meeting and a conversation um, about, number one, what does your company value? 
And I think a lot of us can agree that a lot of our businesses value systems, right? We've said it over and over and over again on our podcast and how important systems are. And they create, you know, number one, everyone being on the same page. Number two, every employee from maybe your new employee all the way up to the business owner, we're doing the same thing every day. Um, so the first question that you have to ask yourself when creating a culture agreement is really what does your business value and what is it important to you that every member of your team um, has the same standard across the board? So, so, you know, I've shared before inside of my business culture is very, is very important to me. Um, I can say that as the leader of my business, I um, would never ask someone else to do something that I'm not willing to do or I have not done. Um, so if as a leader, if you're not willing to uphold your culture agreement, you cannot expect your employees or anyone working inside of your business to do the same. So talking about standards, talking about expectations, workplace culture is a key to a healthy business. I can't say, maybe dad can say, but this is really um, a new idea behind business nowadays. I don't know if we're talking about culture agreements 20 years ago, but we certainly are now nowadays. And, and I think from an employee point of view, people want to know what you're expecting of them. Most employees want to exceed your expectations. So having com strong communication as a leader inside of your business is essential and having, you know, a strong culture, culture agreement is really what is making businesses successful in 2023. So it's funny, I think about how we used to say, if you're not on social media, you don't have a business in 2023. I'm going to be the first to say it on this podcast. If you don't have a culture agreement in 2023, you're not doing business the right way. So, so we really need to explain to our listeners how um, to create a culture agreement. What do you think, Dad? No, I concur and, uh, and well said. Now, I don't remember where I heard it, but um, probably one of the many books I've read on the, you know, on uh, entrepreneurship, but it was this statement, and that is culture will manage absence of leadership. Culture will manage absence of leadership. And what that means is, is that if you, if you, um, you know, if you establish your culture, if for some reason there is a, you know, uh, you know, your leadership or your your management team or person is taken out of the picture, you know, because you've established a strong culture, it will continue on. You know, based on that, you know, based on that culture. So uh, and I agree with you, Jen, I don't know, you know you know, being in business as long as I have, I think, you know, this whole topic of culture, you know, you know, is probably more so now than ever before, because, you know, the workforce has changed, you know, I think too, because, you know, I think people are looking more, um, you know, on being part of something than having a job, right? You know, I think there was a time when you, you know, you did your job because, you you know, you had to make a living and you wanted to provide for your family. And, and I think that's still true today. 
but I think that, um, but they also, you know, want to be part of something. They want to know what they're part of. They want to know what the values of the organization are and what they stand for and, and all these things. And so, you know, I think to, to attract the best talent out there in today's workforce, again, you need to have a culture agreement. They need to see, you know, who you are as a business, as an organization. And I don't think, uh, I was just sitting here as you were talking, Jen, I was just trying to think what business wouldn't really need something like this. And I'm like, so far, I haven't come up with one. Now, maybe I will as I keep thinking about it. But right now, I think even, you know, looking at all the different types of businesses and entrepreneurs that, you know, are listening to this podcast, I don't know if there's one, you know, that would not benefit from having, you know, a culture agreement. I don't think there's one. So, um, so again, just wanted to say that. And, you know, and I know it's something that, you know, I need to get better at, you know, because like you guys said, I mean, we developed an employee handbook. Um, and, and let me say this too. Maybe that's the place to start. If you don't have anything, maybe the employee handbook would be the nice starting place, you know, just to get some of your kind of your, um, you know, the components of your business um, down on paper. So when you bring a new hire in, it's an easy, you know, something easy to present and for your management team or you to go through with them. So that might be a good starting point, but I know we need to, uh, I think, sit down with our employee handbook and, and begin to see it evolve into a culture agreement where that is something we're definitely uh, need to, to, to do ourselves too. So, um, but anyway, can't agree with you more, you know, when it comes to in today's world, this is, uh, this is something that is absolutely essential, you know, for the long-term health and growth of a, of a, of a business. Yeah. When I think about our, our, our Dempsey Weiss, um, you know, business, um, I think what is, what is great is that although we have not physically had a culture agreement in place, there is, there is a culture. And so, uh, you know, from my perspective, we have been very fortunate that, um, there is a culture. The, the, the challenging part is that it's, it's it's once you get into inside of our business and you you feel it and you're working it and you're around you know you're around everyone and you see how you know every person uh, and every talent inside of our organization is is serving clients and interacting with clients and so um, you know and so we have been very fortunate in in that scenario that we have you know a good culture but the challenging thing for um you know when you don't have something written down is when something goes amiss and so in my in my nonprofit life we have established a, a culture agreement um and quite frankly it was very um it was much easier to establish than what i had um expected it to be but where i can tell you where it served us is that number 1 um the expectation is laid out it's an easy conversation. And then when 
the culture is not being met, now we have something to point back to rather than, well, do you remember me saying this? And do you ever see me do this, that, or the third? And trying to um, constructively um, critique someone. Um, and then also util utilizing that agreement when unfortunately we had to, um, uh, you know, uninvite someone inside of inside of our nonprofit organization. Dempsey Weiss and Associates is a multi-line insurance agency successfully meeting the insurance and financial needs of the landscaping, business contractor, and agricultural community in southern New Jersey and southeastern Pennsylvania since 1989. To learn more, visit us at www.dempseyweiss.com. J Faith Hair Studio, centrally located in southern New Jersey. J Faith Hair Studio is the place to go to become the best version of yourself. Confidence in your appearance is always important and a great hairstyle is an absolute necessity. Visit jfaithhairstudio.com to book your appointment today. So Jennifer, why don't you talk a little bit about that um, and maybe how you feel as though that helps and maybe pointing people back into the right direction as far as meeting the culture. I'll answer your question, Stace, but I, what I think is important is how to create a culture agreement. And, you know, I think that sometimes we overcomplicate things um, when they're not meant to be overcomplicated. Um, so just realize, just taking time to sit down, what are the standards of your business? Um, so for my culture agreement, I have just the, the standards that we have in place that we expect everyone to follow. We have appearance standards, um, we have guest relation standards, and we have um, masters of redirection. As you guys know, I'm in the hair salon every single day. I do a lot of talking. And it's just natural that we talk about what's happening in the world. We're talking about inflation. We're talking about maybe what's happening in, inside of our government. Um, but we truly do set the standard for our guests. So, I, you know, we have to have a standard on what we can talk about and what we can't talk about that um, is just not, not healthy inside of our business. So we outline all of that. And then, of course, workplace relationships between each team member. So we have all that outlined. And then what's super important is to realize what is culture um, deal breakers? what is toxic for your culture. And we have to outline that too on our agreement. Um, you know, what's a deal breaker for us and just absolute no second chances. So of course that might look like theft, lying, being disrespectful, and of course, toxic workplace, you know, attitudes. We have all that outlined in our agreement. Um, and whenever we bring a new um, new talent stylist or new team member on, we go over that word by word and they sign the agreement. Um, and and then that agreement is only good for one year. So that's super important for us is that it's only um, good for one year. And then we're revisiting it at a minimum of um, each and every year. That also gives the leadership team um, an opportunity to adjust, to add, to take away. We know that things change, our business changes, standards may change as we grow our business. And so it gives us an opportunity every year to adjust what we what we need to adjust and and present that to our team. So it is important um, 
to have this agreement and to walk out this agreement every single day. And you're right, Stace, it makes it easy for any any person in leadership to say, hey, you know, you sign this agreement. This is how we do X, Y, and Z. So let's revisit that. And it can just be a very easy tool to use when we're when we're um, redirecting one of our teammates. So it takes some some thought, right? It takes uh, uh, some meetings to get into place, but I do think that um, it can be as simple or or as complex as you as you want as it fits your business. Um, but those are just some of the important things inside of my business that I outline in my culture agreement. And even in my very short experience in utilizing a culture agreement, even when I have had to um, redirect someone, um, it's actually been a very positive experience to say, you know, hey, listen, this is what we're here to talk about. I want to point us back to the culture agreement Um, and the conversation 99% of the time has led to, you know, you're right. And I apologize. And you know, maybe this is an area that I need to to work on. And so then it brings up, you know, conversations about professional development. Maybe there's an additional training that that person feels like they need and maybe didn't want to speak up ahead of time, um, or even some personal development. And so it leads to it has it has led to other positive conversations that um have, you know, actually t- turned into team and building better relationships inside uh, of that organization. And so it's been a, a really wonderful tool. And I also want to, you know, specify um, that, you know, again, Jennifer mentioned that it's a living, breathing document that is signed every single, every single year. So Jen, maybe you can touch on that just a little bit about when the re-signing happens. Um, is it something that you go over again in detail? Is it you know, like how exactly, how do you, how do you do that? Yeah, I normally do it that first meeting of the year in January um, is, is on my to-do list and we do it as a team. Um, So it's not one-on-one, but as a team and we do read through it and talk about it. And, and again, the way my leadership is set up is that I obviously want everyone inside of my business to be able to feel comfortable expressing maybe any concerns. Maybe they have an idea of what they want to add into our culture agreement. So this is not just, you know, the leadership um, trying to manage people because we know that um, people don't like to be managed, but to also involve them, right? Because it's not only the leadership's job to protect the culture of your business. Every person that works inside of your business has to have ownership over the culture. They have to feel comfortable saying, hey, that's not a part of our culture that we've laid out and being able to have a conversation maybe with a different team member or the leadership team. So you want to make sure that everyone feels involved in decision-making, especially when it comes to your culture. Um, So we do have that conversation as a team, as a group, um, and talk openly about that and make adjustments as we see fit. And then everyone does sign um, at the beginning of the year. So we, so we do that, you know, very easy to remember. We got to re-sign documents um, easy for me in the beginning of the year. But again, I, I like to involve my staff as much as possible with what they think and how they feel. Um, And again, that gives them a little bit more ownership over the culture 
um, and walking that out every day with us. That's so. so important for our listeners who are thinking through this to just understand uh, the point that Jen made about it being a living, breathing document. Um, because, and I'm just saying this from my own experience, uh, is that you know I can I can hear things like this and, or be part of a, a training that talks about things like this and get excited about, you know, what, you know, what that could be, but I underestimate what it really takes to really implement it well. And so I think what I would suggest is as you think through this, um, first of all, it is important for your business but understand what Jennifer just explained. It is a living, breathing document that is going to need, you know, to be uh, looked at periodically. You're going to need to have additions to it, maybe some deletions. Um, you're going to need to be meeting with your team. You're going to get new signatures. And so make sure that you uh, are ready for that because it's very easy, especially with the busyness of everything you might have on your plate as the leader as the uh, entrepreneur you know to let this you know let this kind of not be addressed as it should not be dealt with you know in a timely fashion not to be looked at you know on a consistent basis and next thing you know you wake up you know and it's a year later two years later three years later and you really haven't kept up with what you know with this with this document and getting it in front of people and communicating it. So again, just just don't underestimate what it takes to do it. It's worth it to make sure you are doing it. So um make it a priority, you know, and not let and it slide. Yeah, I think that it's important too to obviously think through, you know, what happens if one of your employees um violates this contractor or this culture agreement. You know, as a leadership team, again, if you have multiple people, how how is the leadership team going to handle it? And again, make sure we have a system in place for that. How is each member on the leadership team going to handle that and being transparent with your team at the first sight of this contract is this is what's going to happen if, um, you know, you do waste product. And this is what's going to happen if you do steal, right? You think that it's common sense, but we can never assume. So make sure, making sure that we really lay out not only our expectations and our standards, but what happens um, if they violate our culture. Because again, I can't stress it enough that not everyone, not only the leadership should be protecting the culture. Culture is what makes your business great. So if you have someone coming for your culture, how are we going to handle that? Um, and and so the leadership team and your employees are all on the same page. All I have to do is pull this out. And there, you know, there was a deal breaker and X, Y, and Z. This is how we're going to move forward. So again, making sure that that is very transparent. Because again, they some employees think they're just signing a paper, right? This is This is very serious to me and to my business. I've pulled the culture agreement out many times um, inside meetings, and um, it has to be your everything. So um, making sure that it's very transparent with your team if they do not uphold the culture. It only okay. takes one person 
to take your whole culture down, right? Um, I've lived that, I've walked through that in business. It can be very challenging, but having it on paper can just make your job a little bit easier when making those hard decisions as well. And that's a good point. Matter of fact, you know, I was in a meeting a few weeks ago and one of the top achievers in in uh, the insurance company we represent in terms of running his overall agency has a culture agreement with all of his uh, agents. And what's interesting is these people are not W two employees. They're they're you know they're independent contractors. You know, so he's he's leading a team of independent contractors, but. When he brings someone onto that team, you know, he has them sign a culture agreement. And one of the things that they sign on to is that they will attend all company meetings, trainings, um, that they will participate and be engaged. And he gave the example that even for this meeting, he had an agent come to him and say, I don't think I can attend for, you know, this reason. Now, when I heard the reason, I thought it was a fairly legitimate reason for not attending, um, and I probably would have agreed to it, but he did not. He he, he showed the uh, the agent the agreement that he signed that he would attend, and you know, and he said, "You signed this," and you know, the agent made arrangements and made it to the meeting, you know, and got there, you know, so. Again, it's, you know, just shows you now he could have probably given that person a pass. uh, But again, how would that look to the rest of the team that potentially made some sacrifices to get to this meeting uh, because they wanted to uphold that part of the agreement? So, again, just yes, Jennifer, you you know, that's so critical is when you do it, you got to follow through. You know, you got to be, uh, you know, you got to be willing to break it open and show up. Well, look here. This is part of our agreement. You signed it. So, you know, that's what we do. So good point. Great stuff. Well, I just I love everything about a, a, this cult, a cultural agreement in general. And I, I just feel like it's <sighs> so versatile and not only protecting our business like Jennifer. So, uh, you know, so incredibly well said um, and explained to to all of us. But, you know, I think it also provides a real life, living, breathing, you know, here's how, you know, this is going to serve the business. And this is how it's also going to serve all of our employees, all of our talent that, you know, we can all be a united front. We can all be in this together. Um, and everything is just very well, very well laid out. And so, um, so we hope that this has been helpful. We hope that this has maybe, you know, sprouted some ideas of how a culture agreement can help you in your business, can help facilitate maybe the culture you are trying to start, maybe bring back together the culture that maybe has been amiss a little bit, or to just keep the culture that you have right on track. So we hope that this has been helpful and uh, we will see you guys in our next episode. Thank you all for listening today. If you have questions you would like for us to answer on the podcast, please email us at two daughters, that's T W O, two daughters and their dad at gmail.com. And until we can be together again, please be kind to each other and most importantly, be kind to yourself. 
We want to thank you for listening today. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Leave us a positive review. And we want to say thank you to our sponsors, Dempsey Weiss and Associates and J Faith Hair Studio.